0: and we're back for another week all right that's all yep good show see you next week (laughs) all right we're back we're Uh doing this early than normal earlier than normal
1: yeah because i was tired of staying up until 11 doing this on a sunday night yeah
0: yeah Um, it does suck last week was almost 1 a.m yeah yeah, so. we're
1: so dedicated to you guys.
0: Uh, to all ten fans. Oh, I think it's eleven now. But okay. Oh. So um. We're okay. Yeah. Up on
1: those charts. An-
0: another another week.
1: Yeah. So we decided to do uh, murders that took place in the our crimes. I guess they took place in this our favorite state.
0: <laughs> you all right over there? Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So I did uh, Colorado.
1: I did Washington.
0: I don't know why that's your favorite state. I'll tell you. Why is that?
1: Well, am I going to go first? Oh,
0: I was just wondering why it's your favorite state.
1: Oh, because when we visited there, it was so... So we went there two summers ago.
0: Yeah. But the traffic in Seattle was horrible. One summer ago? And we went there and it was nice, but it rains there all the time.
1: Yeah, so we got lucky on the day we went. It was perfect outside. But I'm sure I don't know But I like rain I don't know Not all the time It was just really cool It was a really cool city It was really pretty um,
0: That was Seattle though
1: Yeah What we did see in Seattle Was really cool What we saw outside of Washington Was really pretty I liked the
0: Yeah that was more Oregon though No The trees and I think stuff I didn't like
1: Oregon People there were no, really weird No I just didn't weird. like Portland <laughs> um, No I liked Washington more Yeah Although, very expensive to live in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Portland. Or, uh... uh, Seattle. Seattle. Or, just Washington was, yeah, a little nicer. Okay, so if you
1: grew up in the early 2000s, like I did, um, the book series, a series of unfortunate events, there's one of them, the sixth one, where they go to, like, live with, I don't know, someone in, like, this, um... Like, in a city and yeah. the way it's described in the book is like what Seattle would be yeah oh. and like so when I was there I was like I feel like I'm in this book right oh. now
0: huh Oregon was cool though when we cool. first drove there like when we first got in there but you were sleeping
1: yeah in I don't the car. remember that
0: but the it was more like it was definitely outside of Portland and there was just beautiful trees and everything right around there yeah and then, like, on the side of the highway, you would just see, like, trailheads for... And people would get out of the truck in the mountain bikes uh, with their mountain bikes and then just go, like, right into the trails. Like, that's cool. But then when we got to Portland, Portland we were like, ooh. Yeah. And then we ate pizza at this, like, <laughs> this joint and... At, uh,
1: the round table. Yeah, the round table. You would expect, like, it to be medieval-themed or, yeah. you know, something. No, it was just everyone on there was on cocaine. And
0: yeah, they, they took were took
1: us like an hour to yeah. get our pizza, and we were sitting there. I
0: think they forgot about our pizza yeah, for guy a while.
1: Yeah, was like, "Oh, okay, 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 I'll okay, yeah. you right now." And we were like, "Okay, you know, it's, fi- it's
0: fine." Yeah, it's not like I'm starving or Just anything.
1: Take a, take a breath. But that's anywhere you go, though. Yeah, especially Illinois.
0: Yeah, so okay. Anyways, moving on. Yep. Mine's Colorado. That's cool. The adventure state.
1: Yeah, I was going to do Colorado because that's the most beautiful state I've probably ever been yeah. in, but I figured you would want to do it. so. Oh, how I nice of you. That was nice. And I chose Washington. Oh,
0: we could have both picked Colorado. No, it's fine. Because it's I, I our favorite state. really
1: like Washington. No, because yeah. that would be gross.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I didn't mean ours, like I- individually. Like it's yours and mine. Yeah, no, I mean But if
1: we were like, oh my god, are just both Colorado, oh. that would be gross.
0: Okay. Yeah. We're just the same. <laughs> All right. Okay. Moving on. Uh I I'll do it. All no, right. wait.
1: You went first last time.
0: Okay, whatever. Uh, go for it. Didn't you? With I don't face? I don't know. May I, I don't talk remember. to your manager, please? I don't rem- I never Pamela remember. Hup. I remember Pam Well but I don't remember. I never remember. I don't know. Okay, go. Then. Okay. You go.
1: Why are you so bitter about it? Because. Do you want to go? I don't care. Oh my god. Go! Eat my balls. Okay. So, watch. Hold you on your pants. No. <laughs> okay, so this is a really <laughs> messed up story. So, listen with... Heed my lecture. Oh, okay. Listen with discretion. This is... Wesley Allen Dodd, a real oh my gosh,
0: I know. I'm just kidding.
1: Real messed up guy. Um, he was born in Toppenish, Washington, on July third, nineteen sixty one. He is was the oldest of three children. What's that like, Brandon?
0: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Two little brothers. <laughs> No, I don't know. No, how to that's what it.
1: that's that's what it is. What is yeah. it like I, I, being the oldest of three? I don't know. You have no feelings about it whatsoever.
0: Um. No. Did it I'm suck? Just the older Was it brother. cool? It wasn't. It Did doesn't you? suck. Well, actually.
1: Yeah, I've heard I you bitch. Like, plenty I feel of times.
0: like I'm the one who had all the rules growing up. That's and an the oldest other child. Two, yeah. Yep. Are the lenient ones?
1: The oldest is the guinea pig. The middle one gets ignored, and the youngest one is like the prize.
0: Yeah, my littlest brother, he doesn't know what rules are. Yeah, the kid's never been spanked.
1: Hmm. Well,
0: that's what it's like.
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I'm held
0: up to a standard
1: very similar to a Wesley Allen Dodd. So maybe you are a psychopath. So, um, maybe his. So, after Wesley Allen Dodd's initial arrest, um, he said that he, growing up, he was never told, I love you, nor did he ever say it to another family member.
0: Oh, well, that's different than me.
1: But um, He witnessed violent fights between his parents. His father was emotionally and physically abusive to him. His younger siblings were favored over him, which that's uh, it's just the oldest sibling thing, I think. But, yeah. Um, and on his 15th birthday, his father attempted suicide after a heated argument with his mom. Yeesh. Yeah. So on top of all this, he had no friends at school, and by the age of nine, he knew he was attracted to boys. So tack that on to everything going on at home. That's some rough stuff. Yeah. So at the age of 13... Dodd began his criminal history um, by exposing himself to children in his neighborhood. <laughs> Just oh. like
0: that kid you were talking about earlier. Oh my
1: god, yes. <laughs> I was thinking of the whole time. So I was telling... Oh, first, before I forget, Wikipedia, thanks. I got all my information from you. Um, I, When I was writing this story, I was telling Brandon about, in the first grade, this kid that sat next to me, I don't say his name for, you know, legal reasons, but <laughs> 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 this was <laughs> what... 20 years ago no how old are you in the first grade six so this is uh
0: probably something like that 18
1: yeah. years ago um this like little boy sat next to me in class and he was like look and i looked over and he had his entire genitals out and showed me and i was like oh and i told my teacher
0: oh you did i didn't yeah. know you didn't say that earlier. i eventually
1: oh. did yeah or i did or he showed another girl too and she told i can't remember
0: one time, whenever and then I
1: went and found him on Facebook.
0: One time, whenever I was a little kid, I called this teacher a bitch, <laughs> and then this other kid told on me, and the teacher called me out of the classroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I was in the moments second later. Grade. <laughs> wow, you're not sneaky at all. <laughs> when I was in the second grade, I hated my teacher, and she, um, I got in trouble for talking or something, and she made me flip a card, and like I had never flipped a card. Because
0: you were a prized sh- Cause student. Because I was a, like,
1: I was a good kid. And so I started crying because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble with my parents because I got a card flipped. And I was crying. So like, she made me flip another card or something. <laughs> and then I was like writing sentences crying because I was upset. And she like yelled at me in front of everyone, told me to get out of the classroom. Really? Yeah. Huh? So I like went out in the hallway and was like bawling. She came out there and she was like, you have to stop crying. <laughs> She was a horrible teacher. Anyway, back to the psychopath. Um, So, age of 13, he began exposing himself to children in his neighborhood. Apparently, his parents were aware of this behavior, but later told a newspaper that they ignored it because their son was otherwise a well-behaved child who never had problems with drugs, drinking, or smoking so they let him get by with being an exhibitionist. <laughs> no. Is that right? Or a voyeur? Uh, I don't know. Voyeur. No, that's watching people. Exhibitionists is where you uh, flash people. Yeah. Oh. How messed up is that?
0: Uh, messed up.
1: Yeah. That's just the ideal child.
0: Oh, he's just a kid.
1: He uh, doesn't drink, smoke, or do drugs, but he does show his wiener to children. <laughs> wiener. Um, by the time he had started high school, Dodd had started to molest children, beginning with his younger cousins and then neighborhood children that he offered to babysit.
0: That's messed up.
1: If a teenage boy ever offers to babysit, tell him no. Because that's just weird. Yeah. Um,
0: well, uh, yeah. Okay.
1: Even if he is a good person, still, no. Don't you said if
0: the teenage boy offers. Yeah. Not if you ask. The teenager.
1: Right. Don't yeah. even ask a teenager.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Shit could get weird.
1: Just. I don't know. Okay. So. Um, uh, so. Kids. He offered to babysit his younger cousins as well as children of a woman his father was dating. Um, at the age of 15, Dodd was arrested for indecent exposure, but police released him with a recommendation of juvenile counseling. So they're like, hey, we know you flash your wiener to kids and give them trauma they're probably going to have to deal with for the rest of their lives, but we just want you to go get some counseling, and we won't, we won't put you in jail. Hmm. Stupid. Okay. So he probably molested a lot more children that people don't know about, and it went unreported. Until 1981, when he was 20, he tried to kidnap two little girls— they reported it to the police, but no legal action occurred.
0: What? Oh, because yeah. they didn't, because they couldn't catch him, or are they just no legal nope, action. No, they just
1: didn't press charges. Didn't care. Um. Yeah. The next month, what did he do?
0: <laughs> Tried to steal more girls.
1: He enlisted in the U.S. Navy. Oh. And was assigned to the submarine base in Bangor, Washington. Um. And on this base, he began abusing the children who lived there, and once even offered some boys fifty dollars. To accompany him to a motel room for a game of strip poker. <laughs> boys, uh, they probably didn't even know how to play poker in the first place, let alone strip That's poker. That's not the
0: point of the game. Yeah, we
1: know. Um, But this time, they reported him, and he was arrested.
0: About damn time.
1: Yeah, so he confessed to the police that he had planned to molest the boys, but he was released and no charges were filed.
0: What a fucking idiot. Yeah. He actually told them? Yes. What an idiot. But they didn't
1: do anything. Oh. Because why? I don't know. Shortly afterwards, he was arrested again for exposing himself to a boy, and he was discharged from the Navy. Um, He spent 19 days in jail and underwent court-ordered counseling, um, which really did a lot of good because in May of 1984, he was arrested for molesting a 10-year-old boy but received only a suspended sentence. Um, Okay, so apparently this sick human planned his life around getting easy access to children, or as he called them, targets.
0: That's gross. He planned his entire life
1: around being able to easily access kids. So he moved into an apartment complex that was bountiful with um, families with children. He, um, worked at fast food restaurants, he was a camp counselor, things like that. Um, he repeatedly molested the preschool-aged children of a neighbor that he had, but the woman declined to press charges, fearing the experience would be too dramatic for her children.
0: One One of my brothers, I think, I think it was one of his teachers, um, later got, uh, in trouble for child pornography
1: <gasps> what yeah
0: it was one of his middle school te. Our, no elementary middle i don't know that's disturbing yeah that's disgusting he could tell me i can't remember but i know i'm almost sure it was one of his teachers ew yeah it was definitely in our school dr- district though
1: were they young the teacher uh,
0: no because it could he, be I,
1: that weird thing where they're like you know a 20 something year old teacher no, dating no, 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 like no. a 17 year old
0: no he was like middle no this was like boys like little boy yeah that's child pornography not not like he had pics of his nudes of his 17 year old girlfriend
1: that's highly disturbing yeah okay so um
0: he'll tell me he'll text me after he hears this
1: okay cool i can't wait to hear about that yeah um in 1987 at the age of 26 Dodd tried to lure a boy into an empty building, but the boy refused to go with him and told the police. Although prosecutors were aware of his history of sexual offenses and recommended five years in prison, Dodd received minimal punishment because he had not actually touched the boy or exposed himself. Good job. Um, He was placed on probation in order to seek psychiatric treatment. After finishing probation, he stopped going to the treatment, and he moved to Vancouver, where he was hired as a shipping clerk.
0: Hmm. That's it?
1: That's it? That's the end of the story? Oh.
0: I thought it... Oh, no. okay.
1: It gets much I worse. I was gonna
0: say, I thought he was gonna, like, murder people, mm, right? Much worse. Yeah, okay.
1: In the fall of 1989, 28-year-old Dodd decided that David Douglas Park in Vancouver um, which is a heavily wooded park with several secluded trails would be a good place to find potential victims. Hmm. Normal people think that would be a really good place to hike. Yeah, right. No, not his thought process.
0: That he freaks me out when I mountain bike all the time and I'm by myself.
1: Yeah, there's like a murder in the woods. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. There was a guy, he was like a, he like murdered people and escaped to Ferncliff national park or whatever which is like 15 minutes from my house my parents house and he was like in in there and they huh. like told people do not go there that's he crazy armed and dangerous
0: yeah it freaks me out sometimes and then i'm just like somebody else will come like there's a lot of hikers out here that's why i go into like state parks like castle and or stuff. you just it's like fine. pick
1: your bike up and throw it at them and then <laughs> run like pin them down with it and no that
0: thing was too expensive
1: <laughs> well okay
0: what if they get on the bicycle and then they chase me <laughs> and they then don't they know catch how me to
1: work those weird little foot pedal things <laughs> <laughs> the mountain bikers use <clears throat> um yeah my little cousin goes hiking like by herself
0: that's crazy and
1: she's 21 and yeah. i'm like do not She's like, I have a knife and pepper spray. It's fine. I'm like, no, it's not fine. If someone has a gun and they can shoot you. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you have. Yeah.
0: It's not as likely to happen Don't go for alone. The g- with a gun, but
1: yeah. But still. No. It's yeah. It's yeah. scary. It is. Don't go by yourself, please. Oh, God. Okay. Um. So he was arrested several times over the next few years for child molestation each time serving short jail sentences and being given court-mandated therapy. All of his victims, around 50 total, were below the age of 12, some of them as young as two, most of them boys. Gross. Oh, I forgot to tell you, this guy looks like grade A Hoosier, <laughs> too. Like, he has a mullet.
0: We got you on that word. Yeah. Hoosier.
1: Hoos. He is a He... Looks like he wears flannels with the sleeves cut off. And um
0: What is wrong with that?
1: He has like a mustache and a <laughs> mullet.
0: What is wrong with any of that?
1: He looks like <laughs> when you tell people, think of like a NASCAR. red a redneck. This is what you imagine in your mind is this guy.
0: Um Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt-esque?
1: No, it's Mm -hmm. not as gnarly. His mullet's not as gnarly as Joe Dirt's. It's like, he has, like, black hair or dark brown, and it's, like, touches his shoulders, but it's, like, short in the front, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Joe Dirt didn't grow his, though, so...
1: It was a wig. Um,
0: It got infused in his brain.
1: In his skull. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, it was... He's... I mean, just... It's so strange. Okay, so... um, So, this guy's sexual fantasies became increasingly violent over the years, and he um, at one point said, the more I thought about it, the more exciting the idea of murder sounded. I planned many ways to kill a boy. And a psychiatrist who evaluated Dodd following one of his convictions said that he fit the legal criteria for a sexual psychopath. Hmm. We knew this. We've been knew this. We've
0: been knew this?
1: Yes. It was obvious from the age of 13. Oh, um, God. Just the system. People. The system failed. Um,
0: I think that's been proven through many cases.
1: Yeah. On September 4th, um, a day before your birthday, 1989.
0: Well, I wasn't born that time.
1: Well, no. Two years before that. Um, Dodd went to Vancouver's, the David Douglas Park, the one where he was like, This is a good place to find people to kill. Um, He went there with a fish fillet knife and shoelaces and sought out his next young male victims. He lured two brothers, 11 and 10-year-old Cole and William Near, to a secluded area where he forced them to undress, tied them to a tree, and performed sexual acts on them both. When he was done, he stabbed them repeatedly with a knife and fled the scene. Um, and soon after, the boys were found, and Cole was dead at the scene, the oldest was dead at the scene, um, and then on the way to the hospital, the 10-year-old William died. Poor <sighs> little guy. Yeah. Um, so after these killings, Dodd started a scrapbook with newspaper clippings and other facts about the murders. So messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, okay, in October of 1989, he drove to Portland, Oregon, no surprise there, and um, he encountered four-year-old Lee Iseli and his nine-year-old brother Justin at a local park. Um, Four-year-old Lee was playing alone on a slide, um, and Dodd succeeded in convincing the boy to come with him. Um, so his older brother, the nine-year-old Justin had gone home and left his little brother there. Uh, so Dodd told the little boy that he would drive him back to his house. Um, so he managed to bring Lee to his apartment in Vancouver. F- so from Portland. To yeah. Vancouver. I, was t- I was just thinking of that. Um, I noticed and he ordered the boy to undress. Um, he then tied Lee to his bed and molested him, took photographs of the abuse um, he kept him overnight while he continued to molest him. Oh God, it just gets worse. Um, the whole time, jotting down every detail in his diary about what's happening. Um.
0: This dude's messed up.
1: Yeah. The next morning, he strangled Lee to death with a rope and hung his body in the closet and photographed it.
0: That's messed up.
1: Um, and he would later confess to the police that he had not originally planned to kill the boy, but eventually, he decided to to keep keep, it, keep him from telling anyone.
0: How could he... How could this be quiet in an apartment?
1: I mean, it's a four-year-old.
0: Yeah, but I'm sure he's freaked out.
1: Well, probably he's like, if you cry or scream, I'll kill you. Yeah. And he's four, so he doesn't...
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, it's just so messed up. Okay, so... Oh, God, I don't even want to read this part. Okay, so um, he took... Lee's body nude body put it in a trash bag and placed it in some bushes near Vancouver Lake um he then burned the boy's clothing in a trash barrel um except for his underwear he kept his underwear as a souvenir ew um and then one day later the boy's body was discovered which um sparked a manhunt for the killer so they were like we know there's a murder um so, this Dodd guy, he kept a low profile, stayed in his apartment, didn't talk to anyone, just went to work and came home. And he wrote down future plans for child abduction um, in his diary. And he was also constructing a homemade torture rack for the next victim in his apartment.
0: And I don't know how neighbors wouldn't have seen him, like, bringing kids into his apartment or anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what this complex looks like. So,
1: I mean, just, yeah, I don't know. It's awful. Okay. So here's the story of how he gets captured. And I actually really love, I actually love this. I think it's awesome how he gets captured. So on November 13th, um, it's my mom's birthday, 1989. Um, so this is like what a few months after he murders this little boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Literally two months and some days, um, Dodd attempted to abduct six-year-old James Kirk II from the restroom of the New Liberty Theater in Camas, Washington, but the child began fighting and crying um, as Dodd was leaving the theater through the lobby. He was carrying the boy in his arms, and this kid was, like, kicking and screaming and stuff. Um, And despite Dodd's attempts to calm the boy, the theater employees were like, uh, that doesn't look right. So they get outside, and Dodd, like, lets the boy go, and he's like, you're too much trouble. Releases him. Um, gets in his car and starts to drive away. Okay, so the boyfriend of the boy, the little boy's mom, um, his name's William Ray Graves, he comes, he comes out of the theater into the lobby and, like, finds the kid, his girlfriend's son, and um, you know, is, like, visibly upset, and the <coughs> theater employees are like hey he almost just got kidnapped so the boyfriend goes outside and um walks they like tell him the guy like drove off that way so he starts to walk in the direction that Dodd had drove off in and this guy's car had broken down <laughs> oh a short distance away from the theater and he was attempting to start the motor when that's um, like a movie yeah when this kid's um, The guy The mom's boyfriend He like Walks up to the car And he was like Hey Do you need help with this? And um, Dod's like Oh yeah That would be great And he's like This is the guy That just tried to Kidnap my girlfriend's son So he puts him In a headlock And brings him back To the theater
0: mm-hmm. Oh man
1: And keeps him there Until police come Huh Yeah That's pretty funny That's how he finally Gets caught I well. just imagine him like in a headlock dragging this guy down the <laughs> sidewalk. Like you're coming he's back. He's like ow, my ears. Yeah. uh um, So that's awesome. Okay. He was
0: like noogie noogie noogie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so the local police contacted Portland police, um, who were investigating the kidnapping and murder of the little boy Lee. Isalee. Is Ellie. Um he Dodd was brought into the Washington police station where he had tried to kidnap the boy in the theater. Um, and so, the the Portland task force; those policemen came up from Portland to Washington, and they interviewed him um, about the kidnapping and murder of Lee Azalee. I have so much vocal fry right now. <coughs> So after interrogating him for like three days or something crazy like that, um, Dodd confesses to the three murders, and then the Portland police get a search warrant for his home in Vancouver.
0: They find all the stuff?
1: During the search in Dodd's apartment, they find a homemade torture rack, we mentioned earlier, yeah, along with newspaper clippings about his crimes a briefcase containing Lee Azalee's underwear, a photo album containing the pictures of Lee Azalee, and assorted photographs of children in newspapers, and a store catalog of underwear advertisements. There's something with him in underwear. Uh, Excuse me. They also discovered Dodd's diary in which he wrote in detail about the murders. So, I mean, that's pretty incriminating, I think. All of that put together. Right. (laughs) um darge w- <laughs> Dodd was charged with first degree murder in the deaths of the near brothers so the little boys he stabbed and the 4-year-old lee azalee plus attempted kidnapping of probably the the movie theater boy it doesn't specify it just says another child um he initially pleaded not guilty to all the charges but later changed his plea to guilty obviously Um, During his trial, Dodd's team, they did not call any witnesses or present any evidence because they knew how messed up he was. They were like, there's no way we can prove you innocent here, sorry. Um, So they just tried arguing that he was legally insane. Um, So the prosecutors and the jury both agreed that the death penalty was the best option. To which Dodd stated that he would like to die by hanging and that he was willing to die if it brought peace to the victim's families. Fuck you. Yeah. In 1990, Dodd was sentenced to death for the murder of the near brothers, 11 and 10 year old near brothers, as well as the separate rape and murder of Leah Zaley. Less than four years had passed between the murders and Dodd's execution. Um, which is pretty fast. Usually like people are on death row for like decades. Right. Um, he refused. He, so he refused to appeal his case or the capital sentence. He was like, no, I'm not trying to get out of it. I'm going to hmm. face it.
0: Well, I mean, they had all his evidence, so it's kind of hard to fight that.
1: Yeah. I mean, y- a lot of people still attempt to. Yeah. He didn't even. Yeah. He was like, "Nope, I don't want to even try. Um, he insisted that he was uncontrollable and would kill again, stating in one court brief, I must be executed before I have an opportunity to escape or kill someone else. If I do escape, I promise you I will kill and rape again, and I Mm -hmm. will enjoy every minute of it. Ew. Yeah. He also said in some interviews that death would give him relief from guilt over the murders. Oh, you poor thing. Um, During his trial, he wrote a pamphlet on how parents could protect children from child molesters, such as himself. Which, I mean... I mean, thanks. That's yeah. actually a helpful resource that people could use to avoid monsters like him. Um, <laughs> that's just... That's like John Wayne Gacy writing a pamphlet on why not to hire clowns yeah. for kids' birthday parties. Um, It's just...
0: He sounds a little conceited.
1: Well, he's a sociopath, so yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, so Washington state law gave Dodd the choice of either lethal injection or hanging for his execution, and he chose hanging.
0: This was the 80s?
1: This was the 90s.
0: I didn't know that was an option.
1: Well, I'll tell you. Hang yeah. on. Um, so he chose hanging, later stating in interviews that he preferred the method because that's the way Lee Isaiah Lee died, which is so messed up. That's the way he yeah. killed his last victim. And that's how he wanted to go because he did that. Um, eye for an eye. Yeah, his execution by hanging was the first in the United States since 1965. That's weird. Um, I didn't yeah, think they could so do that, but okay. A lot of a lot of people like were super mad about it. They were saying like, "Fuck him." Yeah, they were saying it violated his Eighth Amendment, which I don't know. I what don't that give is. a fuck. Yeah. They were like, hanging violates his Eighth Amendment. He has human rights. And, like, people, the day of his execution, they showed up to, like, protest. Um, Jesus. The hanging, saying they should kill him by lethal injection because it's more humane. No. Hang the son of a bitch. But, like, they couldn't do anything because he chose it. Yeah. Like, he had the choice, and he chose to hang. Um... So, Dodd's execution was witnessed by 12 members of local and regional media, prison officials, and family members of the three victims. Um, he ordered broiled salmon and and fried potatoes for his last meal.
0: Mm, that sounds good.
1: Fried potatoes. Sound good. French fries. French fries. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what we're going to have for dinner. It's just french fries. <laughs> um, his last words, spoken from the second floor of the indoor gallows, were recorded by the... Yeah, and I feel like when you hear hanging as execution, you think of, like, the Old West, like, out in Town Square. But it was an indoor gallow. Like, so it was a room inside of this building they hung them in. Yeah.
0: It wasn't outside for public execution.
1: Right. Um, so, uh, his last words were... I was once asked by somebody, I don't remember who, if there was any way sex offenders could be stopped. I said, no, I was wrong. I was wrong when I said there was no hope, no peace. There is hope. There is peace. I found both in the Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) Look to the Lord and you will find peace. (laughs) Boo! Dodd was executed by hanging at 12.05 a.m. on January 5th, 1993 at Washington State Penitentiary in Walla Walla, Washington. Um, he was pronounced dead by the prison doctor and his body transported to uh, his body was transported to Seattle for autopsy. The witnesses said that the... Why do
0: they need an autopsy? I don't know. We'll
1: probably see if his brain is enlarged and maybe that's why he's so insane. No. Oh. Um or maybe they just used it for medical Oh, purposes. That yeah. Okay. Um the witnesses said that the King County medical examiner uh Donald Ray found that dodd had quickly died within 2 to 3 minutes of the hanging. Um he did not die from a broken neck which is usually the cause of death from mm-hmm. hanging. Um, he died from suffocation, but uh No nope me- breathing. Don't give a okay. Um the medical examiner stated that Dodd's death had likely not been very painful, which is so unsatisfying. <laughs> I mean I'm glad he's dead, but like Yeah. But you couldn't have made him suffer a little bit. Apparently they did that with Nazis when they executed Nazis. They made their um
0: he must have not dropped very far.
1: Yeah. Um. So when they executed Nazis, like after World War II, they made their like nooses really short. Because when they were long, they would like, you know, yeah. fall and like the whiplash would snap their yeah. neck. So when they like hanged the Nazis, they used really short rope. Ah. So it was like really long and painful.
0: Mm. And then you're supposed to kick the bucket.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Like they stand on something. You gotta um, kick it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well <laughs> That's
0: horrible. <laughs>
1: this I did read uh, that um for this one it was a drop open oh, hatch oh. in the floor or whatever. Yeah. Um so Dodd Wesley Allen Dodd was cremated following the autopsy and his ashes were turned over to his family. And they were probably like, Ugh, we don't want these. Um yeah. and that is the sad, very wrong, very messed up story of Wesley Allen Dodd. The redneck child killer.
0: Mm, he's fucked up. Yeah. All right. So, Colorado. 1984 in Aurora and Lakewood.
1: <gasps> My cousins used to live in Aurora.
0: Colorado? Yeah. Oh, huh. Uh, it is... The, or He was called the Mile High Hammer Killings, or they were called...
1: That just makes me think he's murdering people in an airplane. Hammer? like killing people in an airplane oh. with a oh. hammer
0: well the altitude is higher so i know but oh, mile okay. high yeah all right anyways
1: wasn't funny i guess
0: okay yeah so Sorry. uh he was i think he was charged for the deaths of four people but he had i think it was eight victims um so january 4th through the 16th he attacked four people um and he just attacked attack them i I, these weren't killed so then the other ones why i don't know
1: he just felt like it
0: yeah Mm. um i can't blame him. well why did your guy do what he did because he felt like it i
1: just felt like attacking people sometimes too so
0: yeah uh yeah like every time i drive in traffic i (laughs) want
1: to ram my car into someone
0: (laughs) all right uh so january 10th he attacked Patricia Smith, who was found dead in her home uh, in Lakewood, Colorado. She was a, um, they said it was, she was like 50 years old at the time. Mm. Yeah. Um, her body, when they found her, she was posed as she was in a coffin. Mm. Ooh. Like her hands over, over her chest. Her chest. Ew. And she was carefully folded in a Winnie the Pooh blanket. Oh. Yeah. Her uh, her pants had been pulled down and a hammer laid beside her. Um Ew. Yeah, January 16th, yeah, 26 miles away, uh, he attacked the Bennett family. Uh, Bruce Bennett, uh, he was apparently, in, he was in the Navy. Isn't um, that Hulk? What, Bruce Bennett? Bruce? Yeah. Or Bennett? Both. I don't I don't know if his last name's Bennett.
1: It's Banner. It was a really bad joke. Oh. Keep going. Sorry. Oh, okay. Can we just cut that part out?
0: There's a John Bennett. Do you know who that is?
1: Um, off Ted. Yeah. Bennett, fun fact, is my um maternal grandma's maiden name. Oh really? Mm-hmm.
0: hmm Are you related?
1: To John Bennett?
0: No. Uh that would be awesome. But John Bennett character? does Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I meant the Bruce Bennett. Um, um maybe. So Bruce uh had tried to actually fight the killer at the bottom of the stairs. But then his uh, throat was slit, and so he obviously couldn't fight anymore, so he was left on the stairs. Then the killer walked up the stairs and went t- for the rest of the family. Um, oh, and, and he was apparently struck with a blunt object. So terrifying. Which they, th- they think was a hammer.
1: What kind of hammer?
0: Uh, I don't know. A DeWalt. claw hammer? I, <laughs>
1: Ball peen hammer? Sledge hammer? No idea.
0: Uh, a sledgehammer would be hard to wield around.
1: Maybe he was a, um, what's it called? Lumberjack.
0: I it's Still.
1: Wait, they use axes?
0: Yeah. All well, right. yeah, but bad joke. All right. You're a bad joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, I am. I did all of my talking out. All right. my story.
0: Deborah and Bruce's wife had been viciously beaten and raped. Oh, uh, did I say and Bruce's wife? Debra is Bruce's wife. I don't know why I said Anne. I'm confused. Debra, Bruce's wife, <laughs> had been Deborah vicious. Debra and Bruce's wife. Debra no. Yeah. Yeah. Where, right.
1: Okay. Sorry.
0: Uh, she had been viciously beaten and raped. God. Then he moved on to the their two girls. They had two little girls. No. Yeah. Uh, Melissa um, was bludgeoned and raped. Uh. Yeah, I know. It's hard to talk about. Uh, apparently, while trying to fight her, a label embroidered on his shirt left a blood uh, imprint on Melissa's clothing. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's good for evidence, but oh.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll get into the evidence later. Um, mm. It's, sti- yeah, uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, he battered, uh, so v- uh, Vanessa is the mm. other sister with a hammer, but she actually ended up surviving, and she's still alive. Uh she had a skull fracture and a badly broken jaw that she um and it was so bad that she nearly choked on the fragments of bone.
1: Oh my god. Yeah.
0: But she's still alive, but she got a lot of surgeries. Yeah. Yeah. So he must have thought and she was dead and probably
1: a lot of trauma yeah, too.
0: Right. Um so after these two incidents, um the the police they kept like carpet squares where the bodies were laying because they figured they could find evidence within those carpet squares. Mm-hmm. Um, but since this was the eighties, they actually didn't have a lot of like technology for DNA like right. research. So they actually just kept them. Um, and then now 34, I think it's a thir- yeah, 34 years yeah, later.
1: They knew. What was the one? Um, the one I did last week. They
0: did that. Oh, I don't remember. They
1: kept um, the evidence from the one guy for like years uh, because they knew that
0: it would advance. DNA
1: testing would get better. Yeah, yeah.
0: so like it was unsolved until just like recently. What? Yeah. Um, and uh, so, uh, la, 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 let me find. Oh, okay. So a Nevada attorney, he ordered uh, testing since like this came out. the ne- there was a Nevada. Uh, attorney that said hey you know all prisons let's let's test everybody and let's see if any of these match these unsolved cases that are hanging out there like any of these you know their dna and then um, in july 2009 a database check uh, by computers um, at the colorado bureau of investigation um, the dna matched somebody in arizona that Ooh. was already serving time <coughs> bing, bing. which is weird that like he ended up in arizona you know yeah but um they matched the dna from the carpet squares and it matched to alexander christopher ewing ewing e-w-i-n-g e-w-i-n-g, E-W-I-N-G? yeah that's Ewing. ewing,
1: ewing. Oh, we used to play a school in junior high what was, we used to play a school in volleyball in junior high and it was that's how they spelled it and it um was Ewing. Ewing. Oh,
0: yeah. okay. Uh and he is a fifty seven year old man serving seventy years in Nevada Department of Corrections. Hmm. Um he, he uh I thought I had it in here, but he was like he attempted to to hurt somebody else with like a, a hammer also, but hmm. he yeah, I know. But the he didn't M-O. he didn't actually Hurt them or kill them, like, but he went to... What?
1: That's just weird. What is? Same M-O. Oh. And then I was like, wait, what is M-O stand for?
0: Well, they said it a lot in uh, Mindhunter, but they only said it in the second season. Like, they brought it... Like, they created it. They did not. Yeah, I think it was said more in the second season than it was in the first.
1: Well, maybe because they were, Mm. like, actually tracking a serial killer it's um modus operandi yeah that's what i said oh sorry (laughs) i didn't hear you um (laughs) yeah it's like how the criminal like their habits and their patterns right and the fact that that guy tried hurting someone with a hammer i well i mean i guess a hammer is pretty common uh tool that people just have laying around but
0: right Uh, so when they matched the DNA they found that um, his profile actually matched um, others that you know said said that he attacked him Um, not the obviously not the ones that were killed but because they couldn't tell police okay anyways yes Uh, he was also so he obviously he was wanted for the death of um, the woman in the Patricia, Patricia Smith, but then he was also wanted for the deaths of the other ones that were the whole family, the so Bennett family,
1: Winnie Pooh, blanket, yeah, and right. then the <coughs> entire family. Okay,
0: yeah. So they collected evidence from the crimes um, when they, oh yeah, like I said, when they first happened, and they saved them all the way. They still have them. Um. And what's disgusting is they took semen from the bodies.
1: How is that disgusting?
0: Uh, just because that he did that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that part's good. Yeah, um, and they still had that as well, or just the evidence. Um. Also, uh, Melissa, the little girl that was, or uh, sorry, yeah, Melissa, the little girl that was beaten, but mm-hmm. Vanessa, who is three years old, is the little sister, other sister. Mm -hmm. they kept her her comforter as well in her bedroom um yeah and they there's a picture of the
1: family i'm looking at right now oh really oh it's just so sad yeah
0: yeah i saw it they look like your regular old family
1: literally just like typical yeah just a cute family right so sad Um, i hate it okay
0: yeah so in 1989 a detective noticed that they had not sent the comforter to the cbi which was the colorado bureau of investigation um and so then he's like hey you know have um where do you say sent it to you. oh yeah then he sent it to a specialist in california uh for dna analysis uh The special, it says the specialist created only partial markers. So, I'm not sure what that means exactly. But maybe, like, uh, he couldn't, like, exactly mark it or, or like, match it. But it was similar. Yeah. Uh, 2010, the CBI determined that the DNA taken from the carpet samples uh, would determine that these murders were linked. Um, Like, they could find similar... DNA samples from both homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ewing was also oh, so this is what I was talking about. Yeah, here it is. He was serving a sentence for another crime in Nevada, convicted of escaping from custody and attacking a couple with an axe handle. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So that's why he was serving time.
1: An axe handle.
0: So it says axe so like handle.
1: The head fell off and
0: maybe, but he was. I I think the the. Main part is is that he escaped from custody, so that's probably why he was actually serving a sentence. Like okay. attacking, yeah, but.
1: So I'm looking at a picture of Alex Ewing. Yeah. And imagine a mullet parted down the middle. <laughs> Very 90s, like f- the flowing bangs. Yeah. You know, he looks like Ashton Kutcher, like a young Ashton Kutcher. You think? Yes. In no. this picture. Huh. Absolutely. I don't Look remember.
0: I don't remember that. Yeah, he kinda does. He does. Yeah.
1: Oh creepy. But the
0: picture over there to the left, the older one is the one like more recent one. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: when he's young, he's just a normal looking dude, like yeah. a frat looking dude. Uh
0: oh two- weird, okay. Two thousand thirteen Nevada uh enacted a law requiring mandatory DNA collection from people convicted of similar crimes, but the state the state prison resisted testing inmates. Um But then finally they compiled a swab sample um, from his cheek and loaded it into the DNA database, which then obviously matched everything else. So, um, so I think they, I think what I saw is that they're like still trying to actually convict him of it, but he's already in prison for a long time. So he's going to be in there, but (laughs) yep, that's it. It wasn't, that interesting, but so he's something. in
1: prison, but not for those murders. Yeah. Oh. It's just so sad.
0: Yeah. It's crazy that he was in jail and they got lucky, like to find his DNA sample like that.
1: Um. Here's a picture of the three-year-old girl.
0: Yeah, I know. I saw. I saw the family she picture.
1: Has, no, like rent, like today.
0: Oh. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah,
1: uh, she has sleeves. Really?
0: Like tattoos. Let me see. Things. Let me see. Th- like, because she, she looks had to, like, like because she had a lot of facial I- surgery. Oh, she doesn't look like she had a lot of, like, facial. Like well,
1: her jaw does look uneven, but yeah. that might just be because she's, like, mid talking.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's but pretty it good. That's like what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that young, you probably wouldn't be able to tell. Like, Yeah. they could probably it and it would just like grow around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Alright.
1: Sad. Man, that's sad.
0: Yep. Alright.
1: I have an idea for next week. What's that? Let's do demonic deaths.
0: Uh, okay.
1: So people who died like in um, like exorcisms or because like a demon or because they were possessed by a demon.
0: Okay. Alright. We'll try to look for that. Okay. Alright. Let's finish 13 Reasons Why. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i have to study sorry all right
0: oh dang okay all right okay all right, bye. um email
1: us at the places our names at yeah. crimecouple.com no one ever does no one ever has but you never know Maybe yeah someone will um, email and complain which will Maybe. be more than what we've ever gotten
0: yeah that's fine all right okay bye, bye.